How many of you remember Y2K? <laughs> Some of you may hear, may hear, uh, may not remember because you were either too young or maybe you weren't even born. But I remember Y2K um, starting from, I guess, about summer of 1999. People started thinking, what will happen when that clock ticks down to zero? Because year 1999, December 31st, and then 12 o'clock, when that time hits, the computer programming software was designed in such a way that the year only had two digits. So 1998, 1999, and then when it turns to 00, they were worried that it will go back to 1900, not 2000. What will happen if that happens? Elevators may stop working. Heat may not work, your bank may crash and it may not operate, your ATM machine will not work, your credit card will not work, and um, it just doesn't work. I mean, a lot of things will just come to, like airplanes, trains, it will all come to a halt. And it will just stop. What's gonna happen? A lot of people start buying food and start stacking food in their house. Did you, did you stack up some things? <laughs> Uh, where were you that night, December 31st? Were you counting down? <laughs> you didn't really care, like, ah, whatever happens, I'll be okay. Um, I'm sure you're all thinking about what had happened. That was 20 years ago, remember? <laughs> 20 years ago. I was at school in the dormitory. Um, I was thinking, well, I'm not here, I'm not with my family, my family is back in Korea, and I was there in, at school in Virginia. Like, well, if I don't see them, well, <laughs> I don't see them. <laughs> I can't do anything now. So I just, I just went to sleep. Um, the next morning I got up, nothing happened. <laughs> As if anything that we worried about, um, nothing happened. Like, banks worked fine. Um, none of the programming worked weird. Uh, it was okay. And Stock market didn't crash. Military, people were worrying that, you know what, nuclear missiles may just, may just be launched, deployed accidentally. Um, none of that happened. You know, police were on high alert. If something happens, and if there are people breaking into stuff, they wanted to be prepared for that. But nothing happened. Um, and 20 years passed, and a new decade has started, and a brand new year, 2020, and a brand new decade has started. Now, have you made any kind of New Year's resolution? No? <laughs> Just another day, <laughs> another Sabbath, another year. Um, I was thinking, what can I share this morning as we start this new beginning? I decided to share uh, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, um, the scripture reading. It says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Amen? Amen. It says, but they that wait upon the Lord. Let me ask a question. How many of you love waiting? Oh, I love waiting. I don't mind waiting 15 minutes. Yeah, 15 minutes is okay. I don't mind waiting two hours. 
if you are at the airport waiting two hours, it's not fun. What if, uh, you know what, I'm waiting to buy a new house. I'm, I've been waiting five years. Is waiting fun? You know, I'm waiting for my boyfriend to show up. I don't have a boyfriend yet, and I've been waiting for seven years. Is that fun? Waiting is not fun. Especially if you know that the time is coming. Okay, if you're at the airport, my airplane is at 3.15 this afternoon, and I have 45 minutes to wait. When you know the deadline, when you know how much time you have wait, then it's okay. You just have to wait for the time to go by. But if you don't know when that will happen, you want something to happen, but you don't know when that's going to happen, that wait is very, very difficult. You're waiting for something to happen without knowing when that's going to happen. But when you wait upon the Lord, does God give you the exact timing? If you wait at that time, I'm going to answer you. Does God work like that? No. Oftentimes, He just says, wait. Like, God, how long? Just wait. (laughs) Is it about now? Can this happen now? God says, I don't know. Wait. (laughs) And it happens in God's timing and not, not our timing, right? And the Bible says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And it says, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. When was the last time you saw eagles flying around? Uh, They don't, they're not around as much, especially here in Southern California. But if you go to Northern California, I think there are quite more. Um, But you can find them in, in like, on TVs. And if you go to a zoo, you can find them. Uh, National Geographic, yeah, NetGeo has a lot of documentaries on, on eagles. So I looked up about eagles, and Michael Bradley has an article or uh, on a website. He gave this, so I got this idea from him. But basically, eagles, what are eagles different than other birds? How are they different? Predators, they're strong, they're fast. They may not be the fastest birds, but they're very strong. And if you look at them, not like chickens. Chickens, like, they don't, when you look at chickens, you don't think they are pretty, beautiful, strong, magnificent. Chickens are chickens, right? (laughs) But if you look at eagles, they almost look majestic. They almost look, like, magical. They have that kind of bald eagle, like American, like, animal. Uh, They look handsome. But eagle's wings, so they're not small birds, so they're heavy. But the way they can fly is that they learn to fly without flapping their wings so much. And when I looked at the documentaries, when they take off from the branch of of a tree, maybe it only takes them like two flaps. They're already up in the air. So if you are like other birds, they flap all the time, then you spend more energy. But because they learn to soar using the winds, they don't have to flap as much, meaning they can fly conserving their energy. That's what they do. They fly. And they soar high without using much effort. But 
But the thing is that they wait for a big gust of wind um, to come, and then they take that wind to soar high. You know how big they are, their wingspan, how large they are? Depending on which kind, some are like three, four feet, and some big ones like um, golden eagles or bald eagles, they can go up to like seven feet. Their wingspan seven feet. I'm like 5'10", so my wingspan <laughs> is a little less than six. So eagles will be bigger than my wingspan right here. And they're big. Um, and when they fly, they take up on that, that, that wind and they go up so high, they so high. Do you know how high they can fly? Some, some scientists said that they were found as high as where airplanes fly, thousands of, thousands of feet high. That's how they fly. And one thing that you know is that when they fly, they fly above the clouds, above the storms. You know that? That's what they do. And, and as the Bible says here, uh, we are like, we can renew our strength as we mount up with wings as eagles. So the Bible says we are like what? Eagles. We are like eagles. And just as eagles are not flying using their power as much, but they're using the wind power to soar up high, if we are like Christians, we can say our wings are like wings of faith and belief. And we can soar high using what? What does the wind represent in the Bible? I mean, winds can represent many things. But air, wind, could represent the Holy Spirit. And Zechariah 4, 6 says, Not by my might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. So, when we wait upon the Holy Spirit, we can take up on that power of the Holy Spirit, we can soar high. So just as eagles wait for that thermal wind to come, sometimes scientists say that they wait for hours and days before they can, they can take up and, and soar high. Because for them to flap and go up that high, it takes that much energy. But if they wait for the wind to carry them up, it takes almost no effort for them to do that. So as Christians, we should not work alone. We should work with the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit empowers us, then we will have that power to work with Him. And without the Holy Spirit, no matter how hard you try to work, uh, the work is not going to produce at that much effort. You can work very hard, but you will get tired soon. But when the Holy Spirit is with you, then the Holy Spirit empower us, then we can do that. Remember the time that Jesus was very hungry? He started walking from 6 a.m. with the disciples, and they got to that well in Samaria, and it was about noon, and they were like, you know what, we're all hungry, let's go to find some food. They went to Samaria to find food. Jesus was waiting there at the well alone, and he met with a woman there, and after evangelizing, to the, after talking to the woman, the disciples came back. Um, they bought food, and they brought food for Jesus too. And Jesus says, what did you just say? What did you get? Did you get me a sandwich? Did you get me a burrito? I'm hungry. Let me eat. No. What did you just say? 
I'm not hungry anymore. Because, because I did what God wanted to do. I brought glory to God. That was his food, basically. So he was hungry and tired, but he had the renewed strength when he worked with the Holy Spirit. Just like that, when we work with the Holy Spirit, then we can have the renewed strength. As we start this brand new year, as we start this new decade, I want all of us to work with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes when you try to do God's work, yes, you can do it. Yes, you can try to manage, organize, and, and do, try to do things. But if we don't work with the Holy Spirit, then it will be very difficult. You will get burned out soon. We need to learn to rely on the Holy Spirit and to work with Him. Now, eagles also fly higher than any other bird. As I said, when the storm comes, all the other birds, they try to hide. They find a shelter. They find a hiding place, and they go hide underneath the storm. When it's raining, when it's raining hard, when, it, when there's thunder and lightning, and there are strong winds, they try to hide until the storm passes by. What do eagles do? They use the strong wind of the storm to go up above the storm. You know, the storm clouds is lower than the regular clouds. So if you go above the storm clouds, it'll be raining underneath the, underneath the clouds, but above it, it's sunny. Have you seen that in an airplane? Yeah. If you fly above certain height, then it's sunny, but you see clouds underneath dark clouds underneath. But if you start to come down, if your plane starts to come down, you can see that it's getting dark and then it's raining underneath. That's exactly what eagles go through. So when all the other birds are all scared, they all chickened out, they're all waiting for the storm to pass by, eagles use that storm power to go up. They face the challenge. That's what they do. And I, the Bible says we are like eagles. And as Christians, when we have faith and belief, we could do that. We could use the power of the Holy Spirit. When challenges come, instead of hiding, instead of waiting for that to pass by, we could use that challenge to go up higher, fly above the storm, and have peace that God gives us. Because challenges bring opportunities. So it is our call. Are we, are we going to use that opportunity to soar above the storm? Are we going to just wait for the storm to pass by and just hide until it passes by? It's our call. It's our choice. So I pray that we would have that courage to face the challenges and go fly above the clouds. Did you see eagles catch fish? They're flying above the sky somewhere, and then they are looking for their prey. And when they find a fish near the surface, when they find something that they can catch, they come down really fast. And then they grab, they snatch the fish, and they go. I haven't seen a lot of eagles miss their fish. Usually they get it their first time, right? So when you see them, catching fish, they are really good at catching fish. Now, have you tried catching fish with your hands? Does it work? 
<laughs> not too well. If you have a fishing pole or a net, yeah, that works. Or you can just go to a market and just buy fish. It's just easier that way, right? <laughs> but try to catch a fish that's alive, moving fast, with your hands, that's not easy. But if you're standing and try to catch fish, that's not easy. But imagine eagle flying up, flying down. So eagle's moving, fish is also moving. You have to have eye-hand coordination, super accurate coordination, and go and then grab it and take off. And I've seen eagles catch fish and eat airborne. So they toss the fish from their feet to their beak and they eat it airborne. I don't know how they do it, but they do it. So they're great at catching fish. Now, what does the Bible say about fish and fishing? And the Bible says we are eagles. So we have to be when Jesus called his disciples, he wanted them to be fishers of men. So just like that, we need to, well, eagle is actually catching fish to eat. But, <laughs> but fishers of men are the same thing. I mean, they catch fish to sell them and eat them, right? But Jesus is using that analogy. We need, to, we need to learn how to catch fish. Meaning, when there are opportunities, when there are other people outside, we need to help them. We need to bring them to Jesus, we need to be catch. We need to catch fish, just like eagles are great at catching fish. Even they are flying and catch them, and they are always looking for food or fish to catch. So, as Christians, we need to do the same. We need to look around to see if there is anyone that we can help them to come to Jesus. How many people do you want to tell about Jesus this year? Have you set that goal? I want to at least talk to non-Christians, someone who may not be attending church. I want to at least tell them, I don't know about bringing them to church or having them getting baptized, but at least I want to talk to someone who's not Christian. I want to talk to them. At least have that kind of goal so that you can start catching fish. If you want to catch fish, you need to go out and and do something. If you are at home and just sitting in your couch, you're not going to go catch any fish. You need to go to the water to catch fish. You need to bring your fishing pole to fish. So make that opportunity. Go out and find people to catch fish with and bring them to God's church. You know, eagles fly alone. You know that they, um, they don't really fly together. The only time they fly together is when they're mating. When they mate, they fly together to see if they will be a good match. But other than that, they fly alone. A Christian journey can be a lonely journey. Did you know that? When Moses was in the wilderness for 40 years, was he with someone? He fled from his people. He was in the Midian desert for 40 years by himself. When David was fighting Goliath, did he have other people like backing him up? No, he went alone. All the other people were like, you know what, you go ahead. We'll just watch you from here. He went alone. When Peter was walking on water, what about the disciples? What did what the other 11 disciples do? You go do it. I'm not gonna risk my life. I don't, I don't swim. <laughs> you know? You do it. 
So Christian journey can be a lonely journey, but eagles fly alone. Meaning, when they know it is true, when they know that they have the wings that they can fly, when they know they have to go catch fish, they go ahead and do it. They are not scared to sit there and do nothing. So as Christians, if we think this is the right path, this is the truth, then we have to go on and move on. And we need to take that path because a Christian journey is a narrow path and sometimes it can get lonely. I pray that we all, we all would help each other on that narrow path as we travel together, but it can get lonely. So please keep that in mind. If you study eagles, there are so many things that you can learn from eagles, but I don't have time. I have to finish now. So we'll, I'll wrap it up and finish, but please go home and study about eagles. There are so many things that you can learn from eagles and why God says, why the Bible says you are as eagles. So please keep that in mind. Eagles soar high without much effort because they use the wind, thermal wind, to fly high. We need to work with the Holy Spirit. I pray that we all will work with the Holy Spirit this year. Eagles fly higher than any other bird because when the storm comes, they don't wait for the storm to pass by. They don't just hide. They face the challenge. They soar high using that storm. So when challenges come, use that opportunity to fly up high with the Holy Spirit. And just like they are great at catching fish, we need to make ourselves available for other people so that we can talk to people about Christianity, about bringing them or sharing gospel with them. So please do so this year. Eagles fly alone, and this lonely Christian journey could be very, very lonely. But fix your eyes on Jesus and move forward because that, that's what a Christian journey is about. How many of you want to be like eagles soaring high above the clouds? And I pray that we all will have that um, courage and the strength and the characteristics that eagles have. And let us be Christians that are walking the path with God and journeying with him. Let us pray. Father God in heaven, we thank you for giving us this brand new Sabbath, brand new year, and a brand new decade. And Lord, as we are waiting for you to come, we want all of us to be like eagles, flying up high with you, with the power of the Holy Spirit. Help us to reach out, help us to walk the path as Christians, help us to fix our eyes on Jesus, help, help, uh, help us to fly above the storm. Help us, bless us now, so that we could bring some souls to you this year. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.